Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey apps. The Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight before we dish the rock to the JR Sport Brief. Coming up in about 25 minutes, we'll switch things back over to the hardwood. Our pal Keith Pompey set to join us. He covers the Philadelphia 76ers for the Philadelphia Inquirer. He'll give us the latest on all their big-time free agent moves Plus, will give us a preview of free agency, which set to crack off Friday uh, in the NBA. All that more coming up in about 26 minutes or so when Keith Pompey joins us. Right now, though, I want to take a look at what we were talking about in the last segment. I asked the question of who you all think is the best quarterback in the NFC after Jalen Hurts, because I think it is a safe assumption that he is clear-cut the best quarterback in the conference. I don't think there's really any debate about that, right? His season last year, what he was able to do in the Super Bowl, 27 to 28, 304 yards, three rushing touchdowns. I mean, he was absolutely flawless a year ago. And if he did miss those two games against Dallas and New Orleans, I think there's a real legit argument to be made that Jalen Hurts would have won the Super Bowl or the MVP. Last year, right? He was that special. He was that special. But I feel like Jalen Hurts last year was a product of his environment. Quarterback success in the NFL, especially on a year-to-year basis, is so contingent and dependent upon your surroundings. And last year for Jalen Hurts, the surroundings were beautiful. This defense led the National Football League in sacks. They were turning people over at an extremely high rate. They were the fifth-best rushing team in football. Everything offensively came so easy last year for the Philadelphia Eagles. And you want to know why? Because Shane Steichen and company, the Eagles' offensive coordinator from last year, who's now the head coach of the Colts, Shane Steichen drew up the best offense in football last year in terms of marrying up the running game with the passing game. There was so much continuity and similarity between the rushing attack and the passing attack last year of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Shane Steichen no longer is the offensive coordinator, like I said, 
So Jalen Hurts is going to have a new voice in his ear, but I don't worry about that. What I worry about is the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles last year were the fifth best rushing attack in the National Football League. You want to know a big reason for that? Offensively, they were as healthy as any team in the entire National Football League. And there's a consensus that, hey, look, they had the best offensive line, which in turn, I think, led them to be the fifth best rushing team in the NFL. To me, whether or not Jalen Hurts can duplicate that success next year isn't all on Jalen Hurts. I think it has a lot to do with if they're able to stay healthy up front. I think it also has a lot to do with whether or not their defense is able to rush the passer and turn people over the way they were. Jalen Hurts had so many extra opportunities last year. So many extra opportunities last year to go out and make plays with the football. But See, I wonder, though, I wonder, though, if the Eagles aren't able to run the football with the same success that they were a year ago, and they aren't seeing the seven- and eight-man boxes that they were seeing all year, will Jalen Hurts have the same success? Because like I said, it's very easy, or it's much easier to have success at the quarterback position when you've got man coverage on the outside. When you've got one-on-one with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, two of the game's best wideouts. It's much easier to have success in the passing game when you got those two guys getting single coverage. What I wonder, though, is when you muck things up for Philly and when you stop them from running the football and when you put pressure on Jalen Hurts and you force them to make mistakes, I wonder whether or not they're the same football team. Let's call it what it is. The game against the Washington Commanders last year, where Washington went up to Philly and won 32-21 to and ended their undefeated streak, I said it then, I'll say it now. They put out the blueprint as to how to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Straight up. You control time of possession, and you limit the attempts that Jalen Hurts has. How can this high-octane offense hurt you if they're on the sideline? We saw that last year when Washington went up there on Monday Night Football. What we also saw, though, is that Jalen Hurts isn't flawless, right? That was the big positive that we saw from Jalen Hurts last year and during his first full season as a starter when they lost in the wild card round to Tampa. Both of those years, he did a really nice job protecting the football. He's going to have to continue to do that next year if he wants to replicate this success. I don't know, man. You can call me a hater. You can say I'm sipping the burgundy and gold Kool-Aid. You look at this Eagles schedule, man, and you you can't tell me that all of a sudden you have this confidence that they're going to be able to make it to the promised land. You can't tell me what they win, 13 games last year. They were 13 and four. I don't see 13 wins on the Philadelphia Eagles schedule this year. I'm looking at it right now here in studio. Starting on October 1st, when they travel to FedEx, excuse me, when Washington travels to the link to take on Philadelphia, that starts about a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten week stretch, twelve week stretch to where they play some of the best teams in football. Their schedule is brutal, ladies and gentlemen. You gotta go look at this stretch right here alone. Starting October 15th, you're at the New York Jets, who a lot of people think 
or the biggest threat to Kansas City in the AFC. You're home for the Miami Dolphins, who, if healthy, we know is one of the most high-octane offenses in the sport. Then you travel to Washington, who gave you fits last year. You're home for Dallas, who you split with last year. Then you're at Kansas City, home for Buffalo, home for San Francisco, at Dallas, at Seattle. It's a pretty tough stretch of football, isn't it? It's a pretty difficult stretch of play going against quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, Geno Smith, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Tua Tungavailoa. So to act like the Philadelphia Eagles are just going to cakewalk into another NFC East title is a joke. And history tells you, ladies and gentlemen, there has not been a repeat winner in this division for I believe it's, what, 25 years it's been since they've been a repeat winner in the NFC East. I don't think it happens this year for the reasons I just named. The schedule that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to have to deal with next fall. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. I wouldn't want my most hated team to have to play a schedule this difficult. And see, the thing that I'm worried about, because I like Jalen Hurts. I talk about it all the time, man. I remember leading up to the Super Bowl, we highlighted on this very program all of the obstacles that he had to overcome in his career to get to the spot that he's at. He is a pro's pro. Exemplary behavior out of the quarterback position from Jalen Hurts. Man's man. I love him in every facet on and off the field, man. I just think he's a great dude. But at the end of the day, man, when you've got to go up against Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and that Niners defense all in consecutive weeks, what they say, love can drive a grown man crazy. Playing these defenses can drive a grown man crazy. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts is in for a rude awakening next year. And I'm not just saying just Jalen Hurts. I'm saying the entire Philadelphia Eagles football team. Look at what they lost. Both of their starting linebackers gone in free agency. The NFL leader in interceptions last year, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, gone in free agency. Javon Hargrave, their best interior pass rusher, gone in free agency. I understand they drafted the man-child, that is Jalen Carter, and they got N'Kobe Dean in the dip waiting. But man, look, when you make it to a Super Bowl, the key to getting back there is maintaining continuity. They're going to have a new play caller on offense. Things are changing for the Philadelphia Eagles. The big question is, can Jalen Hurts get with the program? We'll see, man. Philadelphia Eagles, favorites right now, pretty much every sports book you look up in terms of winning the NFC East. We'll see, though, man. We'll see. I think the Cowboys are going to be better. I think Washington's better. I don't know why folks are sleeping on the Giants. They were winning last year, talking about the Giants, with YMCA wide receivers. They go, they go, they go out and get a real tight end in Darren Waller. And they go out and draft wide receivers. Like, I don't understand why folks are so down on the Giants. The Eagles, the Eagles, I think, are in the biggest trouble of any division winner uh, in terms of repeating. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation surrounding the National Football League. I say it all the time. It is list season. As we sit about 30 days out from the start of training camp, our pal Dan Hansen of NFL.com listed his offensive superstars heading into 2023. I'll tell you what Dan had to say next. This is the fan. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Coming up in about 10 minutes, our pal Keith Pompey set to join the program. We'll switch gears and talk a little NBA ahead of free agency set to commence this Friday. Uh, joining us to do so in about 10 minutes will be Keith Pompey, who covers the Sixers for the Philadelphia Inquirers. Make sure you're tapped in when Keith joins the program. Right now, though, I want to keep things on the National Football League. As our pal Eric Eager told us earlier in the program, we're about 70 days away from week one in the first game of the 2023 regular season. The Detroit Lions uh, set to go on the road and take on the defending world champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, on Thursday Night Football, and it got me thinking, as we sit here about a month out from training camp and 70 days away from the start of the regular season, I always say this, ladies and gentlemen, this time of the year, you see some crazy lists get put out by some of our favorite pundits uh, in the National Football League. Tonight, I want to take a look at our pal Dan Hanses, who is a longtime writer NFL.com and someone whose list we've used quite frequently on this program. I think he does a really nice job giving perspective on certain players in the National Football League. This list that Dan Hans has compiled this time around is a list of offensive superstars, calling it his club superstar heading into the 2023 season. It's 23 players total, all on the offensive side of the football, seven quarterbacks, four running backs. 10 wide receivers, one tight end, and one kicker. So special teams get a little bit of love as well. I want to start with the quarterback position. His top seven quarterbacks in the league that are superstars. I don't know if I necessarily disagree with this position in particular. Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills, I agree with that. Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals, I think that's a no-brainer. Justin Herbert, baby Jesus as I like to call him, of the L.A. Chargers. Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles, who we were just discussing. Lamar Jackson, who we've been talking about all offseason long. Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. So those are his 
seven superstars at the quarterback position. Now, I think we really don't even need to spend much time on this. These are the clear-cut superstars at that position in the National Football League. Some guys that maybe could have made the list. Dak Prescott was given an honorable mention. If we're making projections, Justin Fields may be on this list before we know it. Deshaun Watson, if he can return back to that Houston Texans form, damn sure would be on this list. Sunshine, though. Trevor Lawrence did not make this list. And I think going into 2023, he is one of my favorite quarterbacks heading into next year. And I think he's in position, along with the Jacksonville Jaguars as a whole, I think, to make a sizable jump in the AFC. We saw what they looked like in the wild card round, showing the resiliency to come back and beat the LA Chargers. I love that from them. In the wild card round, or the divisional round, excuse me, they gave the Kansas City Chiefs a pretty good fight. Not going to lie. They gave the Kansas City Chiefs a scare. I might even go on a limb and say it. They gave them a scare last year. So I'm not completely out when it comes to Trevor Lawrence and company potentially getting back to the postseason in 2023. But in terms of where he ranks among superstar quarterbacks, by the end of the season, I'll make this bold declaration. By the end of this season, I think we're going to see Jalen Hurts, excuse me, not Jalen Hurts. I think we're going to see Trevor Lawrence make his debut on the list. And then I think we'll see Aaron Rodgers fall off of the list because you all know how I feel about A-Rod, the ayahuasca sipping machine. I just don't think... Things are going to be peaches and roses with the New York Jets like folks are, are, are anticipating. So we'll see uh, what type of year Aaron Rodgers has. I mentioned club superstar by Dan Hansen. 23 players total, seven running backs, excuse me, seven quarterbacks, four running backs, 10 wide receivers, one tight end and one kicker. The four running backs on this list is where I start to get a little bit of an issue. He's got Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, and Jonathan Taylor. Now to me, I think Jonathan Taylor, I know injuries plagued him a season ago. I think he's overrated. Let's let's be honest when we talk about Jonathan Taylor. More of an in-between-the-tackles, bruising type of back. Got decent hands out of the backfield. But as far as like explosive plays and being a burner, I don't know. I'm just not sold on Jonathan Taylor. And I think if he was a legit superstar, he'd have a bigger impact on his football team. And he just didn't have one last year. So I don't think Jonathan Taylor belongs on this list. Some names to me that clearly belong on this list in place of Jonathan Taylor. Uh, how about look no further than East Rutherford, New Jersey, with our pal Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants. He's a better running back uh, than John Taylor is. Dalvin Cook, who's now a free agent to me, is a better running back than Jonathan Taylor. The NFL's rushing leader from last year, Josh Jacobs, to me, is a better running back than Jonathan Taylor. So Dan Hansis, man, love your list, buddy, but. Put some respect on the name of Saquon Barkley and Dalvin Cook and Josh Jacobs. I like the other backs listed. Like, I have no problem with Nick Chubb, Manchild, Derrick Henry. Seems like he's slowing down a little bit, I'll be honest with you, when, when it comes to his production. Christian McCaffrey, the injury bug has been the number one thing that's hurt him. But when he got to San Francisco last year, we saw him make big-time plays when they needed him to. So those are the four running backs listed in club superstar uh, by NFL.com's Dan Hansis. He listed 23 offensive superstars total, seven quarterbacks, four running backs, 10 wide receivers, one tight end, and one kicker. We've gone through the quarterbacks and the running backs. If you have any disagreements about this list, tweet at me. It's at N-E-L-L underscore 
BTP. I want to go to the wide receiver position because it gets spicy right here as well. He's got 10 guys listed. His top 10 wide receivers in the league, I guess is what we're going to call this. They're not in any particular order. We're just listing names. Devontae Adams, duh. A.J. Brown, duh. Jamar Chase, yes. Stephon Diggs, yes. Tyreek Hill, yes. Justin Jefferson, at number six, yes. Cooper Cup, seven. Eh, interesting. I don't agree with that. That's nonetheless. C.D. Lamb, number eight. Don't agree with that. D.K. Metcalf, number nine. Don't agree with that. Debo Samuel, number 10. Not sure I agree with that. The wide receiver position in the NFL is so interesting because we have so much talent at the position, right? Every team, it feels like, has a marquee number one wide receiver. Every team in the National Football League. Dan Hansen, though, was bullish on a couple of guys that I just that just haven't proved themselves to me yet. CeeDee Lamb? Really? What has CeeDee Lamb done as the number one wide receiver of the Dallas Cowboys? It was okay last year. Sixth in the NFL in receiving yards. It's not bad. 100 balls, nine touchdowns. It's all cool. But how did the Dallas Cowboys finish? CeeDee Lamb came up small in some pretty big-time games for that group. Especially Week 18 against the Washington Commanders. CeeDee Lamb was a non-factor. So, I don't know. I'm not willing to go out on a limb and say that CeeDee Lamb is a top-10 wide receiver. And Dan Hans is basically, based on this list, says he is. D.K. Metcalf is another guy I want to discuss. I don't think D.K. Metcalf belongs at the top of this at the top of this list. The targets for D.K. Metcalf, a lot. He ended up with 90 catches last year, 1,048 yards, and six touchdowns. I feel like I don't even have to speak much more before you guys understand who I think deserves to be on this list. Terry McLaurin, 110%, deserves to be on this list over a guy like D.K. Metcalf to me. D.K. Metcalf, yes, had 13 more receptions than Terry McLaurin. He also had 26 more targets than Terry McLaurin had. Terry McLaurin also outgained D.K. Metcalf by almost 200 yards last year. Touchdowns, D.K. had one more than Terry. But look at it like this in terms of how you view Terry McLaurin in the landscape of NFL wide receivers. Last year, D.K. Metcalf was receiving passes from arguably the best quarterback in the NFC, in Geno Smith. From a completion percentage standpoint, he had the best in all of football. He was a Pro Bowl quarterback. Washington hasn't sniffed that type of talent at the position, yet in three seasons, it hadn't stopped Terry McLaurin from going out and being him on a down-in and down-out basis. So I think it's crazy that DK Metcalf makes this list and Terry McLaurin doesn't, because what is your criteria? I, I, I don't get it. Cooper Cup interests me. Like, I understand the production. It's really difficult to argue with. But again, does he make game-changing plays? Does he make big-time, big plays? He's more of a guy that has a volume of catches. He'll catch 100 balls in a year for you. But when it comes to Cooper Cup, I don't know, man. I'm just underwhelmed by him. And maybe it has a lot to do with the team he's playing on. I'm not bullish on the L.A. Rams, but moving forward, man, I think it's very... Very interesting to see how the wide receiver position shakes out. Next year around this time, we may be having a completely different discussion uh, surrounding the wide receiver position in the National Football League. I want to take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll switch things to the hardwood 
Our guy Keith Pompey, who covers the 76ers for the Philadelphia Inquirer, he's set to join the program. We'll ask him what he anticipates happening on Friday as the NBA free agency period officially opens up. Keith Pompey coming up next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Topa time here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey apps. The youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Ride with it till 11 o'clock tonight before we hand the rock off to the JR. Sport Brief, we've been talking all things NFL for the majority of the show tonight. I want to switch things to the hardwood because we've got some big-time news coming up, man. Friday, I believe, is when NBA free agency officially set to open up. And joining us right now via the BetQL guest hotline to help us preview free agency this weekend is our pal Keith Pompey, who covers the Philadelphia 76ers for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter. At Pompey on Sixers. Keith, how you doing, man? I know you're locked and loaded, getting ready for free agency. I'm doing well, man. How you been? I've been good, man. Trying to keep my, my head above water, man. It's been a while since we talked. The Wizards look completely different the last time I hollered at you about some NBA stuff. First, before we get into free agency, what are your thoughts on what the D.C. family did uh, this offseason with, with Michael Winger and company coming in and making sweeping changes? I mean, it's weird. Like, you know, now when we look at it, everybody's talking about, you know, with the collective bargaining and everything Mm -hmm. like that, salary cap. So it seems like, you know, they're rebuilding, but they're not like going into a total tank, but they're rebuilding, you know, getting off of some um, bad salaries that they had. So, I mean, it's it's going to take them a couple of years to get there, but, you know, they do have some young pieces. Keith, I know you can speak to this a lot better than maybe anyone else can. In terms of rebuilding and the process that's going on in Philadelphia, the one thing that I continue to stress to Wizards fans, Keith, is that while it's great to have financial flexibility and assets, you can accelerate this rebuild if you hit on your draft picks. And, Keith, you know this. The reason the Sixers rebuild took a little bit longer is because they kept busting out on their first-round picks. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you look back at it uh, since the process, there's only two guys who were on the team who basically were draft picks during that time. And, and I'm and I'm and I'm talking about Furkan Korkmaz, who doesn't play, and yeah. Joel Embiid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like they're the only two. Now again, there are some other guys who came after them, um, but really um, that are there. But but they weren't. You know, they they were after the tanking. You know right. what I mean? So I don't even in- include them. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that, man. We we took calls for a while the other night, Keith, about what we would call Washington's version of the process. The the number one answer we got, I believe, was the red, white, and blueprint. I don't know what you think about that. <laughs> that's funny. It's yeah. interesting, though, man. But but as we get geared up for this weekend, man, free agency in the first moratorium period, getting ready to open up, the Philadelphia 76ers are one of the teams, Keith, that I feel like is one of the needle movers when it comes to free agency. James Harden obviously has that big $36 million player option that he's got to decide on. A lot of people expect him to decline to try to find a long-term deal. Keith, from what you've been able to gather here over the past couple of months, do you think James finds that long-term security he's looking for in Philadelphia? You know, it, it, that, that's a um, that's a, it, the million-dollar question because if you would ask me this a month and a half ago, yeah. I would have said he was definitely going to Houston, yeah. right? Right. And anybody, everybody else in the league would have. You know, I, I think that James will actually stay here, but in regards to long-term, I mean, I can see him at max probably getting – Three years, I don't know if he'll get the whole four years, yeah. and, and it'll probably be close to a match, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but, but I don't know if he'll get the full four, but when you factor in that he'll be 34 once the season starts, you can understand that, and I think that could be something good for both for both sides, no matter what he gets, you know? Yeah, I understand that when it comes to the overall success of the team, James Harden is a huge factor in that. A lot of different scenarios have been discussed, and I'm sure Daryl Morey and company are leaving no stone unturned when it comes to James Harden. I know that relationship has a lot to do with his wanting to return, but from just a basketball standpoint, Keith, do you see a scenario in which maybe Philadelphia can find two or three teams or two, one or two teams, excuse me, to participate in a three-team signing trade for James Harden? Because Tell me what you think about this. On its surface, if they just bring this roster back the way it is, how do we feel like they got better? Yeah, the, the problem is I don't think there's a big enough market for James Harden like that to, wow. for some team to say, all right, we're going to give you uh, valuable, you know, uh, key pieces. And I and I could be wrong, but I don't think there's a market out there for teams to say we're going to give you clutch pieces right. for you guys to be a championship contender. I just don't see it. I mean, I, I see the teams that who are interested are, you know, the Sixers and, and the Houston Rockets. Yeah. And outside of that, I just don't see it. And then with Houston, the problem is they can say, okay, if we don't get James, we could go get Fred Van Vliet. So are you actually going to do a sign and trade for James when you can get someone else? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting storyline and scenario to follow as free agency opens up. I want to get back to the Sixers here and their overall outlook, Keith, because we've, we've talked about this on numerous, numerous occasions since they got bounced from the playoffs. 
Nick Nurse is brought in, and, and obviously championship pedigree coming from Toronto. He won at the G League level. He won at the pro level. So the guy's a proven winner and has a reputation for getting the most out of his guys. When you look at this roster, though, if they do bring back James Harden, which seems like a foregone conclusion, do you think it's scenario a, a scenario where they're bringing Harden back, paying him more to do less? Because tell me if you agree with this. In the postseason, the missing key ingredient, along with Joel and Harden, to me, Keith, was Tyrese Maxey, man. This is a young up-and-coming guard in this league that I felt like during the most crucial moments of their season last year kind of fell in the shadows of James Harden. You know what I also think is up to is up to Tyrese Maxey. I okay. mean, if he's yeah. ready to take that, you know, full time because, you know, we can all say that. Like he, he lived in the shadows of him. But when, when Tyrese Maxey was in uh coming off the bench and he wasn't in rotations with James and or in, in uh combinations with uh James and um Joel and B, he kinda struggled. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of think it's up to if Tyrese Maxey wants to take that step forward, and ideally he would be your second option. I think the importance with James is doing the things that you wanted him to do in the middle of the season, and 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 you know, and what that is is be the facilitator, get the ball to everyone. I think that if James thinks that he's still old school James Harden in in regards to taking people off the dribble and ISO, that's where you're going to have a problem. Yeah, I think that that definitely is going to be one of the key jobs that Nick Nurse is going to have when he first gets there is getting these guys to understand their roles. And Keith, I thought Doc did a good job of that last year uh, as James Harden ends up leading the league in assists. I don't know how happy he was about that, but on its surface, it looked like they had figured it out, especially after that trip here to D.C. Uh, but, but as they move forward, Keith, like I've heard rumblings around Tobias Harris and then potentially maybe moving off of him, and he had just a tremendous soundbite yesterday uh, speaking about that. I, I want to talk about his situation a little bit more, Keith. Do, do you see a scenario in which they're trying to move him, and do you think nah. that there are teams that could give back the proper value for Tyrese, not, not Tyrese Maxey, for uh, Tobias Harris? No, I think the whole Tobias Harris thing is that's going to have to wait until, like, after uh, they decide what happens with James. Like, if James left and then they're like, oh, well, we need to get some pieces to go with Joel and and uh, and Tyrese, then I can see James, uh, Tobias being out. But I think this year, yeah. I think the goal for them is to bring the core players back and then possibly, possibly – you know, like get some fringe guys to go with them, you know, low uh, guys with, you know, maybe one or two year deals or whatever. And then that way, you know, you can see what you have. They're trying to go for a championship. Now, the thing about, you know, Tobias, like, I, you know, like, as so as far as like other teams and, and, and part of the reason you said getting value for them, mm-hmm. like the thing is, is a is a is a catch twenty two because yeah you're going to try to get value for them but then there are going to be certain teams that are going to say listen we'll take them off you but we're not going to give you what just because the problem is it's like he was your fourth option yeah. it's not our fault that he's the second highest player payer on the team but you're you're the ones who did that but we look at him as a fourth option so that's so that's something that you know. 
you got to consider. And then also, because of that, teams really don't know if they have that much to afford to go get them, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, and you mentioned it, Keith, but this new this new third apron being added is essentially a hard cap to the CBA. Teams are going to be a lot more careful when it comes to deciding who to give these big-time contracts to because you got to make sure you give it to the right dudes, man. Uh, we're joined right now by our pal Keith Pompey, who covers the 76ers for the Philadelphia Inquirer. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at Pompey on Sixers. I got a hypothetical for you, Keith, because I was thinking, like, wow, what avenue do they really have to get in better talking about Philadelphia? In terms of teams that can match the salary for a potential James Harden sign-in trade, and this is the super hypothetical scenario, Keith, but it's something that may make sense for both parties. What if Daryl Morey got on the phone with Tim Connolly out in Minnesota with the Timberwolves and they put a package together of James Harden and Tobias Harris and they executed a sign-in trade for Carl Anthony Towns? Would you see, could you see the Sixers maybe being interested in making a move like that? Nah, because basically, yeah, you, you got Carl Anthony Towns would be a nice, addition i get you know what i mean maybe you could have the twin towers uh-huh. but who's going to get them the ball you know what i mean because right now like i you know right now when you look at james harden he's by far their best their best uh passer yeah. um, you know facilitator and 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 ball handler so 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 that's the problem you know what i mean so like yeah carl would be a good addition, you'll have the Twin Towers. We won't have to see him and Joel fighting each other. But, <laughs> but, but I forgot about that relationship. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, but see, the funny part is, they, 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 I'm not saying they're the best buds, but they're, they're, they're close. It was kind of like a, a family feud, so, right. so not, not family feud, but sibling rivalry at yeah. that you know, point. But, but the thing is, I just don't think. I think that they need to, if they're going to trade Trent James. They need to somehow get a perimeter player in in there. They got to get a perimeter player in there. It's gonna in the be trade back in the trade. Yeah, it's gonna be tough sledding for that man, considering the contract and the age of James Harden. We talked about this on on numerous occasions, Keith. I, I just feel like man, they, they got to get the right coaching staff in there to challenge these dudes, and hopefully Nick Nurse uh, is the guy that gets them over the hump. Enough about the Sixers, though, Keith. I want to look at some of the other storylines as we get ready to enter free agency this weekend. Kyrie Irving. Uh, another big-time domino that uh, is going to change the landscape of free agency. We heard reports from ESPN earlier today that Kyrie's looking to sign a contract, Keith, where he can spend the rest of his career uh, with a certain organization. I personally don't think it makes any type of sense for him to return to Dallas. But that seems to be the leader in the clubhouse right now. What, what do you think is one of the better fits for Kyrie Irving moving forward? You know, I don't know if they can – I don't know if they can afford them, but I, but I think that to be honest with you, I I, I think uh, the Lakers are the best fit for him. I yeah. mean, LeBron knows how to deal with him. He dealt with him before. You know what I mean? I yeah. just feel like that's the best fit for him. But I don't know how that financially is going to work. You know, with him wanting that that max money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But I honestly think that that's the best fit for him. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, man. The Lakers have some some moves that they can make, Keith, to open up more cap space. They got team options on on guys like Malik Beasley and Mobamba, but like you said, I don't know if that creates enough space to sign a guy of the magnitude of a Kyrie Irving. 
Another group I want to ask you about, Keith, that I think has a ton of pressure on them heading into this offseason is the Golden State Warriors, right? I, I hated the decision they made because essentially, Keith, they chose Draymond Green over Jordan Poole, and I don't think that bodes well for the future of the dubs. But but what do you make of Golden State post-Jordan Poole trade, and do you think Chris Paul uh, will be able to come in there and affect winning? You know, it's funny. I'll be shocked. I know people are saying Chris Paul is going to stay. Right, but uh-huh. I'll be shocked if Chris Paul's there throughout the whole season. Really? You know what okay. I mean? Yeah, I, I can see that too. Yeah, I, I just would be shocked. Um, you know, to me, it looked like uh, for 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 the Clippers. I mean, not Clippers, Golden State. That was more of like shedding salary. Like, well, yeah. we paid this guy this this amount of money. It's not really working out. Yada yada. Like, let's try to like move him. Um, you know, but but I don't know. Like Chris Paul, to me, just doesn't seem like a good fit for the Splash Brothers, right? Unless you want to just say, okay, Steph, you're gonna play the two guard, and uh, yeah. and uh, play you're gonna be the three. But even with that, there's a lot of ball movement going on, mm-hmm. and Chris Paul is a ball dominant point guard. So I just never like understood the, that 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 fit. You know what I mean? It's right. just not a good fit to me. Yeah, I agree with that, man. And I've been very critical of the Warriors' decision makers. And I get what you're saying. And a lot of other folks have said this as well, Keith, about that move being sort of a salary dump to give them some financial flexibility moving forward. But I just can't see a world, man. And I know you've seen the rumor contracts, bro, for, for Draymond Green. You really see a team paying him 100 M's after what you got from him in the postseason, looking like he's scared to score on offense at times? I just can't see a team paying him $100 million. No, I can't see that either. I, I just can't. I can't. <laughs> Straight up, though. Like, not even no slight to Draymond. It's just, is he? he's just not worth it, it feels like. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Draymond Greenman. I think he's another one of the big-time dominoes uh, that are going to be able to fall during free agency this weekend. I'll let you go on this, Keith. The Damian Lillard saga in Portland has been the most talked-about news when it comes to the association in this offseason. Do you think Damian Lillard has played his final game as a member of the Portland Trailblazers, Keith? Nope. I think what happens is the Portland Trailblazers get them better players to play with. I mean, I, I never thought that Dame was leaving. And, and, and I knew what the reports were mm-hmm. like and everything. But, like, it's funny. Like, I've never seen a player um, in a long time that's been so connected to one city. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny. Like, <laughs> They 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 have you if you go to a game there, they'll have like a something and it's sponsored by Damon Lillard Toyota. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like <laughs> you know I mean. And then to me, it just seems like you know Dame could go anywhere and team up with somebody and they'll win the championship. I think he's that good of a player. Yeah. If he's in if you know if he goes to L.A. or if he goes somewhere else, yeah, they're going to be championship um, finals favorites. But I also think he's the type of guy to where is he, he would love for that person to come to Portland and play with him so he could bring a title to Portland. I just get get that gist with, with him. And you look at it like Draymond is out there and, yeah, and, and you know, this and that. So, I don't know. I don't see Draymond. I mean, I don't see Dame leaving. I, I, I just don't. I don't. Yeah, I'll be interested to see, Keith, what happens this weekend. They, they met. 
yesterday, I believe, and he said he's giving them some more time to improve the roster. So uh, we'll see, Keith. But I, I definitely will have your your uh, answer on the record, my friend. I appreciate you giving me some time, my man. Always good catching up with you. Man, thanks for having me, my man. Yes, sir. That is Keith Pompey, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers for the latest on the Philadelphia 76ers. And Reed is working the Inquirer, man. He's as plugged in on the Sixers as anybody that I know. And you heard his takes on some of the other big-time scenarios around the association. I expect fireworks come this weekend. And uh, buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. We say it all the time. The NFL's got competition when it comes to being king because the NBA seems to always, year-round, dominate the sports calendar. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, it's the top of the 10 o'clock hour, our final hour of power, one of our favorite staples here on Overtime. Coming up next, it's NBA fact or fiction. I'll call cap on some of the biggest rumors across the association. That's next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.